Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, Episode 13, Speaking Out. Welcome to the first episode where I'm responding to requests from listeners. And thank you to all of the listeners who sent in your requests. I'm going to try and kind of group them a little bit so that I don't necessarily uh, deal with the requests in the sequence in which they were sent. I'll try and group them in a way that makes some sense. And in fact, this first week, that's a very easy thing to do because I got a lot of people writing in and saying, "Um, Catherine, why are you actually doing this? And also, how do you do it? How do you just keep talking for the half an hour or however long it is? You know, what's going on? What, What is it that you're doing? How are you doing it? Why are you doing it? And I think people are probably asking this because most people don't have a podcast and are not in the habit of sitting there with a mic in a room by themselves and just speaking into it. So clearly there's a bit of curiosity there. But I think as well, there's an element of, uh, you know, we all have to speak. We all have to communicate and show up. And particularly as leaders, we need to be aware of how we're communicating and the effect that it's having and also how we feel about it while we are speaking. Does, does it actually feel real to us? Or do we feel like we're going through the motions? So I decided to make this first episode about speaking out, really, to uh, respond to those people who asked that question. And also because for me, this is quite a crucial question, particularly at this point uh, in where we are on the planet. Because there's been, an, been a lot of... Um, people keeping their thoughts to themselves over the last couple of years. And there's also been a fair amount of censoring of points of view and people who are used to being able to speak out suddenly discovering that they've been deplatformed and and so on. So, um, you know, to me, it's quite quite an interesting topic from that point of view. The whole question of why is speaking out important and what does it mean and how do we then do it? So I obviously believe in speaking out and I've practiced speaking out all my life. I was a I was a loud, forthright child, um, a bit of a nuisance, to be honest, looking back. But one of the good things about that for me was that I, I actually found my voice, which meant that I found a way of connecting with what it was I needed to say and saying it. And that sounds quite straightforward, but it's astonishing, really, how many of us struggle with that. And, you know, I'll be honest, I struggle with that sometimes as well. And I've had to refine my voice periodically throughout my life because the vo- my voice as a one-year-old and my voice as a five-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 28-year-old, a 39-year-old, and so on, it's, always, it's a different voice. It's still me. I'm still the essence of me. I still have that part of me that that recognizes and feels in my body when I feel I'm actually speaking out from my truth. But what my truth is has evolved. It's become a bit more specific in some ways. It's become less specific in other ways. So I've had to keep practicing all the way through 
my life. And I think now it it really is a vital part of, of living. First reason is because when we communicate, what one of the things we're doing is we are digesting our experience. So if we think of ourselves as uh, sensory receptors, we have feelings in our body, we have sensations, we see things, we hear things, we feel things, we taste things, we smell things, and we have emotions and feelings and thoughts. It's all quite a rich mixture, all of that experience going on. And it's very variable in terms of intensity and in terms of pleasurableness or difficulty. It's it's really quite a mixed thing, our experience. And something that we have to do as we go through life is we have to digest our experience. Because when we don't digest it, we can get stuck in an experience. And that's when we can become obsessed with something or we can get uh, baggage we can become limited, we can get into some sort of unfortunate syndrome. These are all things I'm sure we've all experienced at one time or another. When we get stuck in a particular experience, whether that's a a pleasurable experience that we don't want to let go of, and then we hang on to it and we kind of suck the life out of it, or whether it's a difficult experience that we really don't want, we don't like, and we resist it, we resist it, and by resisting it, we give it power and it becomes more powerful over us. Or for all sorts of other reasons, we can get stuck in an experience. But communication, when we actually communicate from our truth and we communicate and we speak out, part of our experience gets digested, it gets processed, which means that the juice in that experience gets taken and used and, and to nourish us and to nourish our, our wisdom our, our experience in the sense of having experienced something and having years of experience, that the juice of that comes from digesting or metabolizing our experience. And communication helps us to do that. So one of the things I've noticed in this past couple of years is some of the people who've, who've had the best time are the people who found ways to actually articulate how they're feeling and what they think about what's taking place. Now, of course, some people over this last couple of years have actually just had a really good time or a gentle time or a neutral time. Not everyone has had a difficult time and some people have had a great time. So whichever group you're in or whichever group your people are in or your family or those close to you, you may have noticed there are people around you who have found a way to speak out and other people who may not have found a way to speak out. And there may be a difference in how well those people are doing. So this is not a judgment call. It's it's more a simple um, observation on something about how we function in our design. Secondly, of course, communication is part of how we create connection. And connection is is vital for success and for happiness. We need to connect with our partners at home, our partners at work. We need to connect with those we're dealing with, those we're negotiating with, our people, our suppliers. We, we need to communicate. And when we, are, when we are in a place where we are able to speak out, not necessarily all the time, not everywhere necessarily, and not necessarily with everybody, but when we are in a position where we're able to speak out, sufficiently to fulfill our need for that and and sufficiently to process and metabolize our experience. 
that puts us in a much stronger position for smooth and effective communication and connection. Because of course, words, we all know that words can never be enough. Words on their own can't convey the human heart, but they do give us a vehicle for connection. And like any other vehicle, vehicle a vehicle must be mastered. The other day I was um, out driving in the countryside with a, a dear friend and um, we got to a place where we'd driven up a track which allegedly was going to lead to a beautiful ridge at the top of the hill at the summit. And we suddenly realised we couldn't take the car any further because the track had basically become a dried up brook. It just wasn't possible. And obviously we had to turn round. And I looked at the place we were and, and I couldn't turn round. However, my friend is a master driver because she did some sort of a course. And I asked her to turn the car around. She did it immediately very well, beautifully. She had mastery. I didn't of that vehicle. And that's a banal example. But communication is a vehicle and it requires practice and training, if we can get it, decent training, to get good at it. And speaking out is one of the ways of practicing. So in my case, in answer to the question, people say, well, how do you do, how do you do this that you're doing? The first piece of truth is to say multiple failures and keeping going. If I look back over life, I can remember numerous embarrassing situations where my communication absolutely did not work. Where I came away red-faced, ashamed, confused, upset, etc. Because my communication was just uh, clumsy or inarticulate or insensitive or any whatever. But I've always been kind of bullheaded and, and bloody-minded and I just kept going. I remember I, one time I was part of a, um, a, a group where we used to get together regularly for really large evening meetings where there'd be, I don't know, a hundred people in the room and there'd be somebody at the front kind of facilitating and and there would be points in the evening where there was an opportunity to stand up and say something or ask a question. And somebody would come running up to you with a mic and then you'd ask the question. I remember one time a friend of mine came up to, to me at the end of one of these sessions and said, look, Catherine, when you stand up and speak, it's absolute rubbish. He used a stronger word. It's absolute rubbish. Please don't do it. It's embarrassing. Wait until you've got something good to say and then stand up in front of 100 people. I was very upset, as you can imagine. But luckily for me, I was bullheaded enough that I said, OK, fair enough. Thank you for the feedback. But I have a feeling I need to keep practicing in order to learn. And I did. I kept standing up and speaking. I could see him scowling at me on the other side of the room. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I could see people rolling their eyes. And eventually, one day, I stood up and I said something really astute and sensitive and in line with what was going on. And that actually helped open things up in terms of other people communicating. I don't remember exactly how long it took, but I do remember that feeling. It was a fundamental shift, which took place because I kept going. And I've had numerous other situations when I first started training groups of people. And people were not coming back on the second day of the training and not telling us why. I knew why. It was because I was really not very good at what I was doing. But I kept going. I'm Luckily, I didn't do anyone any harm. But through that practice 
And in relationships, I kept practicing trying to open my heart and communicate from my heart. So that now, for me, speaking out is more natural than not speaking out. And I can actually communicate. But that keeping practicing, especially in those times when it feels like, you know, okay, maybe I should be a musician instead or a painter or something, anything but this. Uh, actually, it, it does work. And I learned from other people. Um, that you, you probably won't know some of these people I'm going to mention, but back in the 80s, I learned from a chap called Robert Daubeny, who used to run these incredible personal growth workshops. And he was really good at standing up and speaking out and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking in such a way that people listening could not help but take a look within, take a look at themselves, perhaps meet themselves in a, in a fuller, more vivid way than they had done before. And another person was a lady called Kim Coe, who also used to facilitate these, these uh, workshops. And she as well had a really heartful communication. Her strength was communicating feeling in such a raw way that one could not help but actually connect with the feeling side of oneself through listening to her. And then later on, there was a guy called John Heron, you may have heard of, one of the founding fathers of humanistic psychology. And he would speak out. And he was an absolute um, fan and advocate for cooperative working and cooperative inquiry and collaborative decision-making and, and so on, way ahead of his time. And inspiring. So these people were inspiring to me. So not only did I learn from them, but I was inspired to try to go further in terms of my ability to speak out. More recently, you you probably know Tom Woods. You might know Dave Smith. You might know Jeffrey Tucker. These guys all speak out. Michael Malice is another one. These guys speak out unequivocally. Now, all of them sometimes are difficult to listen to because they are so unmitigated in their communication. They so do not censor themselves. Uh, I don't think they censor themselves. Maybe they do, but the way they come across. But these guys all uh, turn up on podcasts. Some of them have their own podcasts and they speak out. So that encourages me and I learn from them. So really, I, I, my feeling is, like I said, there's been too much silencing of voices over this past couple of years. And when voices are silenced, that has a deadening effect on the human spirit, both individually and collectively. And we all know that the immune system works best and is strongest when we're happy, when we're alive, when our energy is moving freely, when we feel connected to other human beings, when we feel that we can speak. So when we feel we can't speak out, when we feel suppressed, that's not just bad for the spirit, it's bad for the immune system. It's bad for the body. And in my opinion, there's been too much of that over this last couple of years. So I feel, you know, those of us who want to try and be part of the solution, and I'm sure most of us do want to be part of the solution. Why not? <laughs> what else is there to do? 
Speaking out is part of that and encouraging and supporting other people to speak out. So as a leader, you may have people under your wing who do speak out. And sometimes that might be uncomfortable or awkward or difficult to deal with. But, you know, allowing them and supporting and facilitating them to do that and empowering them to do that is a gift for them. And actually, it's a gift for your organization and your project. Because those people then, by being able to communicate and express themselves, are more resilient and they're more creative and they're more flexible and more imaginative which means your organization is going to be more agile, more creative, more innovative, more productive, more profitable, more successful. So yes, I found a way to link speaking out with the bottom line, and why not? Because actually all of these incredibly qualitative and intimate aspects of the self all have an effect on how we perform. And they all have an effect on how we relate with others and how we work together with others and how we cooperate and and collaborate together. So, of course, they have a profound effect on our success and on on our lives as a whole. Because not speaking out turns us into victims of circumstance. So when when there are difficult circumstances, as there have been lately, when we don't speak out, we are more likely to then become victim of those circumstances. Whereas when we do speak out, we can then reclaim our own freedom within ourselves. We can reclaim our autonomy. And then we can make our own choices. Even when the circumstances remain the same. Sometimes we can't change the circumstances, but we can do something about how we relate to those circumstances and the choices that we make are what we're going to do, how we're going to conduct ourselves, how we're going to show up, how we're going to relate with other people. And speaking out is a big, big part of that. And by the way, you might think in listening to me that, that I'm saying everyone has to speak out against something, because speaking out often is taken to mean speaking out against something that we disagree with. I don't actually mean it that way. When I say speaking out, I mean speaking out. It could be against something, it could be for something, or it could be nothing to do with something. Speaking out could be a wholehearted expression of joy at the experience of eating a sliced orange orange in Grand Marnier dessert. As I did once when I was having lunch with um, someone I was coaching. And he watched me and I saw his eyes getting rounder and he said, I've never seen anyone enjoy a dessert quite so much as that. Now, this wasn't as creepy as it might sound. It was actually, you know, perfectly normal occasion. I was enjoying this, this dessert. It was, oh my God, it was fantastic. And I was expressing my enjoyment in a not very British way. And this person was kind of surprised. It was kind of unusual. But he, he then allowed himself to really enjoy his dessert. Again, a mundane example. But every opportunity we have to speak out and actually communicate our experience, whatever that may be, and to share something and give something away, enables us to keep moving forward, it enables us to shake things off, to metabolize our experience, to get to the bottom of our experience sometimes. 
Sometimes we have to speak out in order to find out what it is that we want to say, like me standing up and talking to those large groups of 100 or more people. I sometimes didn't know what I wanted to say until I stood up. And I had to keep standing up and saying whatever came out of my mouth before I could actually reach the point where I had some idea of what was inside me before I stood up to speak. You you may be grateful for the fact you didn't have to sit through me doing that, you know, but, uh, you know, everyone else was doing a similar thing. So we were all in it together. We all had permission to do that. So, yes, yeah, speaking out, highly recommended, particularly in difficult times for ourselves as leaders and really to assist and support our people to speak out as well. Create situations where people can get together in pairs, in circles, over a drink, uh, walking outside, whatever it might be, and just share and communicate. This is one of the ways of keeping things open, keeping things flowing. So yeah, speaking out, I think is very important all the time, actually, but especially now. And I really wish you the best exploring that. Now, if you're somebody who already does speak out and has really developed quite a strong capability and fluency at that, then fantastic. And I hope that you have people around you who can actually learn from you and who are encouraged to speak out for themselves. Because I genuinely do believe this is part of the solution moving forward. So thank you for listening. Enjoy speaking out and exploring, assisting other people to do that. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.